Thanks for joining with the Medic Church podcast today. We're super excited to be starting a brand new series called Emotions. Today's sermon title is Where is God When You Hurt? So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. We're starting this brand new series called Emotions. And so today we're going to kick it off with the, uh, the emotion, Where is God When You Hurt? Where is God When You Hurt? So how are you guys doing this morning? How you guys doing? Anybody doing good? Anybody doing like, aha? Listen, we went to eat last night, and I sat down. I told the lady, I said, I want a cup of coffee. And so she poured it, and I drank it, and I was like, and they were kind of busy, and I'm sitting there. I said, hey, when you get a chance to have some more coffee? So she looked at me, and then she, like, looked at the coffee, and she poured it. I said, you just want to leave it on the table? And she about charged me for two pots of coffee because I sat there and, and drank coffee. So I'm kind of jittery. I'm excited. How, how are you guys doing? Anybody want to share online campus? You want to share your favorite emoji or how you're feeling in the comments with an emoji? Anybody want to share how they're doing? Anybody? Nobody. Lord. Robbie's sleepy. <laughs> That's all right. But listen, listen, you can share those things, but listen, you, 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 what, in your mind right now, as you're thinking, what's one word that would describe your current emotion? One word. Now, no cussing. Y'all can't be cussing in the house of God now. You know. <laughs> Tasha all time cussing, I know. <laughs> but, but what, what, what one word right now, right now where you're at, your current state, will you think is your emotion right now? Again, no cussing. Are you feeling numb? Are you angry? Are you afraid? Anxiety? Irritated? Unsettled? I mean, some people now, <laughs> some people look at the small things, smaller things. So 2020 has been a roller coaster of a ride of emotions. Wouldn't we all agree with that? 2020 was a... And then when you thought you were over the crevice, it just back down and it got... And, you know, everybody's talking about, well, how do you approach people? Do you have to stay six feet apart? Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Do you go in that store? Do you not go in that store? I just admit, it all just, it's a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, we went to Tennessee and, and they're more relaxed on their, um, their restrictions there. And so there are a lot of places we didn't into. They were no social distancing. They were no masks. They were, you know, um, you know, we could approach people. It, man, it felt almost normal. I know the state of, uh, Texas, not to get any political and you guys be hate mailing me, but Texas, along with Mississippi this week, lifted all their restrictions. Uh, which is which is great that they're, they're starting to try to get back to some normalcy because 2020 was right. I can't be alone. <laughs> and so and so, but but there's also the the economy, the uncertainty of it. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? How much is gas going to be today? How much is it going to be tomorrow? How much is it going to be on Friday? I swear, I got better chance winning the lottery than I do getting good gas prices right now. And then, there, then there's, you know, moving on up. Because we see this stuff. I had to turn the news off because when I was preparing these things and I was looking, I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. And, expect, you know, you look through 2020 and, and today, I know a lot of these things have happened in the past and in past generations, but they're really current events for us. But there's a lot of racial tension that is going on right now in America. There's a political division that's constantly going on right now. The left hate the right, the right hate the left, and in the middle they don't know what they're doing. But see, emotions, sometimes they get the best of us, right? Emotions, man, they, sometimes like when I put that jet thing on, that thing shot out of there, my emotion was happiness, funny, 
laughing so hard I could barely breathe. You ever laugh so hard like you're hurting in your chest, you're crying, your throat hurt, all that hurts. Anybody laugh that hard? Anybody laugh so hard you peed on yourself? <laughs> Tosh does that all the time. <laughs> but, 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 see, but, see, but see, emotions sometimes, they get the best of us. On my campus, don't they get the best of you sometimes? Sometimes they just get the best of us. So there's this guy, and they did a study one time on Jesus, the emotions of Jesus. And they discovered that 30, that Jesus had 39 different emotions. Now, obviously, Jesus didn't have little girls, <laughs> eight and five, that have about, you know, 1600 emotions in 30 seconds. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Whew, could y'all imagine? I can only imagine what my daughters are going to be like when they get older. Parents that have daughters, does it get better when they get teenagers? No. I'm gone. <laughs> but, Lord help me. I'll pray for the pastor. But, but see, but Jesus here, when he looked over Jerusalem, he seen that people were rejecting God. So that made him grieve. That made him hurt inside. I mean, think about it. If you found out people didn't like you or liked your parents, that'd make you hurt, wouldn't it? It'd make you kind of angry. But, but, but then the religious leaders, they care more about the rules than they did the people. Rules than they did the people. It made him angry and upset. And then 72 followers have described how God used them and they were joy. Wasn't it, ain't it great to be used by God? I'm excited when I can go somewhere and I'm like, man, I feel like God saying, hey, man, will you? I want you to pay for their food. That makes me feel good. God laid that on my heart. You know, and it, it makes me feel good that whenever I can go out and I can spread the gospel of Jesus to people I don't even know, that makes me feel good. And, but, but we look on and, and the, but the, you look at Lazarus when he passed away, his friends were what? They were weeping in sadness. They were hurt, discouraged. And before the cross, Jesus felt discouraged and lonely and spiritually angry as he prayed in the garden. And he's like, hey man, can't you guys just pray with me for one hour? It was upsetting and discouraging that he knew that his his followers, his disciples, the people that he taught and were there with him in the best moments were just off asleep. But in Luke 7, we actually can see Jesus' first emotion here. The first emotion of Jesus. See, he had just finished speaking and preaching on the mountain. And so we're going to look at Luke 7 and 11 here. That soon after, Jesus went with the disciples to the valley of uh, Nain. I think that's how you say it. I looked it up. <laughs> and a large crowd followed him. When the Lord... Let's see. I got mixed up. Oh, sorry. Uh, a funeral procession was coming out as he approached the valley gates. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. And a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her. Now, I want you guys to underline this or highlight it in your Bible or write this down. It says, when he saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Joe, underline that. His heart overflowed with compassion. He said, don't cry, he said. Then in verse 14, he says, then he walked over to the coffin, touched it, and the bear stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boys sat up 
and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited us, visited his people today. It's pretty amazing. I know some of you guys have, have experienced death in your family this past week, and we definitely, our thoughts and our prayers are with each and every one of you. But wouldn't it be awesome? And, our greed, and I told I told this group of people this: it's, it's our greediness in us want to say, "Hey, I want my loved one back." I know when my grandma and grandpa both passed, I said, "I want them back." The greediness, me, me being me, the human inside I me, mean, it's a natural human uh, affection and emotion to want your loved ones back. But as much as I want them back, I wouldn't trade them coming back for anything in the world because I know their healing is in paradise. They're no longer suffering. They're no longer in any pain. There's no more sickness. And so that, that to me, I, I, I'd rather have them there. Even though I want them here. Michael wants them here. The, the me wants them here. But I know they're in a better place. But see, Jesus, he just walked up. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, they didn't have like funerals like they do today, the motor cart little thing, and they travel off, and flashing lights are everywhere, and the cops are leading you. And I mean, back in the day, they just put them on this little thing, a little, um, almost like a two pieces of wood with some cloth on there, and they put them on, and they walked them off. And Jesus just was walking down there, and he seen them. Now, think about this. <laughs> what we don't know in this story is how old this particular woman was in, in, in the scripture. We don't know how old this woman was. We, we learn from the scripture that, that she, her husband had died and her husband, because it said in here she was a widow and, and she, you know, there wasn't nobody with her. She was by herself and other than the crowd that was following her. And we don't know the age of the son. We don't know her son's name or her son's age there. But what we do know we know just a little bit about this. We know that the boy had died, you know, within the day or within a couple of days of, of that particular procession coming through. So, cause, you know, today, if you pass away, you got to go, you got to get embalmed. They suck all the fluids out of you. They do, they do all kinds of weird stuff. The morticians, y'all are some special people, but, but, but see, you know, they buried them a lot faster back in the day, right? Back in the day, it was just a faster process. But see, so we have a single mother here who don't have her husband that's passed away. She's a widow, and now she's lost her only son. And, and so here in verse 13, it says there was a deep pain and grief. I mean, think about it. You guys just lost a, a loved one here, and I know I've lost my grandma and grandpa that were very close to me. It's painful. It's, it's a lot of grief. It's a lot of heartache. It's a lot of pain and suffering. But I love what verse 13 says here. Because she was in pain and suffering, right? She was grieving. She just lost her son. It says, the Lord saw her. Now I want you all to see something. The Lord saw her here. And it tells us in over 40 times in the gospel where, where we're told that Jesus saw someone. He saw them. He saw them. <laughs> see, the funny, time, funny thing is here, I see a lot of y'all. I seen Diane at Walmart a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, "Hey, look, I see you, but I got to go. I got to. I'm in a rush. I, I, I'd love to stay and talk to you, but we got, we got we got somewhere we got to be in a certain time. If we late, it's gonna be bad. And but I but I saw her. I saw her. I didn't know what she was wearing. Have no idea. 
know it was kind of windy out. Maybe she might have had a jacket on. She might have had shoes on. She might have I don't know. All I know is I seen her. I seen her. I saw her. Anybody ever seen somebody at Walmart and you're like, oh, shoot, we got to go down the other aisle. We got to go the other way. We gotta... <laughs> I ain't got time. Y'all know what I do when I go to Walmart? Y'all ever seen that sales guy that's trying to sell the internet package or whatever? They're trying to do something or satellite. You know what I'm talking about? I see them and I run. <laughs> I mean, I run. I'm like, Tasha, we got to go this way. She's like, what? She's like, who do you see? I said, this is the Spectrum guy trying to sell us the internet we already got. He's trying to upgrade me. I don't even know. We got to go the other way. But see, Jesus saw her. He didn't just look. He saw. He seen. He's seen her. He's seen this lady walking by with her dead son. See, <laughs> I want you guys to, you know, when we look at things, a lot of times we don't dissect them. We can just glance by. You know, you would be going through the menu and, and you see something that sticks out to you. And bam, you notice something even better. So let me show you something. <laughs> I may have seen it on the menu, but I noticed. I may have seen the original glazed donut at Krispy Kreme, but I noticed the chocolate covered cream fields. <laughs> but I want to show you. Let me paint a better picture for you. I remember when me and Tasha got married. I remember the church. I remember, I remember it this day. <laughs> I seen a lot that day. I've seen a lot of friends. I've seen a lot of family. I've seen my buddy lean there and tell me that there's enough time left that he can go crank the car up and we can be out of here in 30 seconds. <laughs> I remember, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. But you know what? You know what I noticed? I noticed whenever those back doors opened and my bride was that right there, I seen how beautiful she looked. I seen that white dress. I seen how pretty her hair was. I seen her beautiness walking down and we were fixing to be united in marriage. I, I noticed her. I wasn't, I mean, I seen the cake. I seen the flowers. I can't tell you what they look like. I don't remember, but I only seen them, but I noticed my wife and how beautiful she was. Your cake was pretty, by the way. <laughs> My mother-in-law made the cake. <laughs> but see, and then I remembered, you know, she had got her hair cut. She got her makeup done. I mean, she looked beautiful, beautiful. And I noticed those small details where before she was like, <laughs> whatever. I just seen you coming through. But this lady was single. She lost her husband. And she was shocked. That, that her, now her only son has passed away. He's gone. But the Lord saw her. He saw her. And, and what did Jesus feel in this particular moment? What did he feel? He said the same feeling, the same thing he feels for you when you were hurting. And it tells us in verse 13, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Some of you today need to know that God loves you. And his heart is there. He's, he understands you're hurting, you're grieving. And there's nothing I can say or nothing I could do that's going to make the loss of a loved one any better or any easier. But I can tell you that, that God has his heart that's overflowing with compassion for each and every one of you. I, if it wasn't been for God when my grandparents passed away, I don't know what I would have done. 
If it wasn't for his compassion, his love, because I didn't have a pastor. I wasn't, we were trying to do different things. I wasn't going to a, a, a church at the, at the time. We were, we were visiting. <laughs> I'm trying to work, work out how I say this because we were in the process of doing what we're doing now. But, but I didn't have nobody there other than the support of my family. I didn't have a, a body there that showed me that compassion. I'm going to tell you, here at Medic Church, we love people so much. When you come in here, if you're grieving, you're hurting, we're going to show you that same compassion God shows you. We understand you're hurt. The Lord saw her. He noticed and he cared. God sees you in this moment. God sees you when you're hurting. He notices you right now. And he cares for each and every one of you. He cares. And I don't know who needs to, to, to see or hear this today, but God sees you. He notices and, and he cares. You're going through something tough. You, you, you're having a hard time. You're struggling financially. Maybe you're fighting. You know, we just done a, a marriage series or a relationship series. You're fighting to save your relationship or your marriage. You're, you're going through all these things. You're, you're, you can't figure out how you're going to pay your bills. Your teenagers are going wild. They're going crazy. Your health's up and down. Maybe you're feeling that anxiety. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're just saying you just notice God sees you. He notices and he cares. For each and every one of you, whatever circumstance you're in right now. Right now. Jesus sees you and he cares. See, Jesus sees the grieving mother and he hurt with her. He hurt with her. He said, don't cry, he said. Verse 13. And then 14 says, then he walked over to the coffin and touched it. And the bearers stopped. They were carrying him. You know, you got the uh, um, the, the pallbearers that carry the coffins, and, and today that's what they were doing. The bears stopped, and then he says, he touched the coffin. He touched it. Now, again, this looked like they probably had two pieces of wood, two, two like bamboo or something on each side, and has some cloth, you know. And then the person laid there, and it was covered up. It ain't like today's coffin where you know it's big, it's nice, it's fancy, it lifts up, it goes side to side. You can put LED lights in it, it's nice cushion coffin. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Anybody? I guess not. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just probably like a flat piece of wood. Maybe it's a two by four, a two by four, or a piece of plywood that they didn't have back in the day. But it could be in something. Could have been a rock. But it says he touched the coffin. Now, why is that important here? Why is him touching the coffin important? Because it shocked everybody. I mean, think about this for a second. <laughs> you are going to the funeral home. You got, you're out today and, and you know, you're carrying, they got the pallbearers and, and they're walking the coffin out to the graveside and some random dude just shows up and touches the coffin. What are y'all going to do? <laughs> How many emotions can be like, oh, snap, we're going to go WWE Smackdown up in here. It's going to be Monday Night Raw or whatever it is now. <laughs> but think about it. I mean, seriously. I mean, it shocked the crowd. I mean, if some dude would have popped up and would have done that at the funeral I'd be into, I'd be like, whoa, hold the phone. <laughs> what are you doing? But see, back in the day, the Pharisees here, there's, they, they had about 613 different religious laws out there. You know, and, and, and one of the things were you couldn't touch the dead body. Once they had everything, you couldn't touch it. So, so, you know, I know a lot of times when, when people are coming through and, and they, you know, get the view of the body, sometimes they want to touch the body. In this particular time, that was just, that, that was un, unruly and it was unlawful for you to do those things now 
they considered it unclean. Because, you know, back in the day, like I said, they didn't have all the embalming stuff and they didn't have the makeup artists and all that good stuff like they do today. And so you touched them that and they done took the body, they done cleaned up the best cut, and now you over it, now you t- untouching it and you're touching it up, putting your nasty fingers and brrr. I mean, you didn't have best shoes, you probably walked in camel poop. <laughs> and now you're over touching the body. Think about it. I mean, let's just be serious here. But see, when Jesus touched the boy's body, he crossed the line. Think about that. <laughs> Somebody again, you're you going to the grave site and some guy touches, you don't even know who they are and they touch it. Maybe they open it up and then they touch the body. A little too far, don't you think? <laughs> A little too far. A little too far. But see, so Jesus, he done stop these little rascals. He, he sees the grieving woman. He stops them. <laughs> and then he touches it. Jesus touches the body. He crosses the line. But I want to tell you, <laughs> Jesus was a line crosser. He was a rule breaker. He was the person that's going to break every rule out there. See, every time the religious leaders and the, and the religious people drew a line, Jesus crossed the line. See, Jesus loves you so much and love crosses the line for each and every one of you. The grace that he has, love crosses the line. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, here at Medic Church, we, we ain't going to have people bound us up and say, hey, here's a line, you can't cross it because every time we're going to go cross it. Every time you set up a boundary for us, we're going to cross it. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> religious people draw lines to keep people out. These people in society in today's churches say, these are all these rules that people have to follow. And if you don't follow them rules, you can't come into church. What kind of stupidness is that? I got, I, I, I'm just going to share this with you guys. Because I'm not knocking any church. and I, I don't know the name of this church anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, but people do different things. And, 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 and these man-made rules come up with stupidity. And, and so a guy at work, he's like, hey man, he said, I want to share something with you and tell me your opinion and, and how you would handle this particular situation in your church. I said, hit me with it, man. I didn't know he was going to ask me. <laughs> Sometimes it makes me weary, but, but he's like, hey man, he said, he said, we had this young lady in our church. She said that, that him and his, at the time they were dating and, and they had, you know, slept together and, and didn't use protection and she ended up being pregnant. And I said, okay. He said, well, but that's, that's not my concern. He said, my concern was when the pastor went to him and the family went to him and they said, hey, we wanted to get up in front of the church and commit and, and, and say all of her sins out here publicly to everybody. And apologize for the sins that she done in her life. I said, first of all, I said, who does this guy think he is? Said, because we all, it says in the Bible, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all have made mistakes. We've all have messed up. I said, if this young lady would have been in our church, I said, if that would have happened, I said, we would have took her in. I said, we would have wrapped our arms around her and we would have loved on her. And we said, hey, we understand you made a mistake. I said, but God loves you still. I said, we, we want you to take it to God. I said, we want you to give it to God. I said, I said but we ain't going to make you ever get up and stand in front of somebody and say, huh, well, here's all the skeletons in my closet. Who does that? 
What church thinks that's okay? I don't understand that. Maybe somebody tells me, but, but, but we come up with these stupid rules and say, well, you gotta dress a certain way. You gotta look a certain way. You gotta have a nice fancy shoe. You gotta have nice cars here in Mary Church. I don't care what you wear. I don't, as long as you wear something. I don't care what you drive. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. Just come. Because we are, we, I, we and Tasha talked about this on the way home, uh, from out of town. I said, we want to create an atmosphere in a place where everyone feels welcome. No matter where you come from. I said, I have strived to do that. I said, I have been so involved in different churches where you had to be a certain way. I said, and God didn't tell us we had to be a certain way. He said, come as you are. He said, come into my house. It ain't my job and it ain't our job to come in here and say, hey, this is how you need to be in your religious walk with God. It's up to God to fix you and change you. That's why I tell you guys all the time, if I have something in my life that I feel convicted over, I said, that's what God's convicted me over, maybe not you. An example, what I, I use this a lot. It's, it's got, it's, I used to watch scary movies. I used to love scary movies, and I used to watch them. I'm like, I was hardcore. But God convicted me ever one day and said, get them out of your life. And, and, and if you watch scary movies, hey, that's cool. It's between you and God. I said, but I'm not going to tell you what's wrong. But see, but, but when these religious leaders do this stupidness, you know, we cross the line. Because we don't draw lines to keep people out. We walk across those lines to bring people in. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to cross every line that there is. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the most right. I told you guys in 2020 that in 2021, things are about to change. Y'all better hold on. Y'all better get ready because we're about to cross some lines that most people won't be daring to take. And so y'all better hold on. Now I'm going to tell you, we're going to do everything within line of, of, of God and we're going to do everything by the, by biblical truth. I said, but, but we're going to cross some lines. We're going to cross some lines because we don't draw lines to keep people out. We cross lines to bring people in. See, Jesus, he ignored the religious policies that were out there, and he touched the dead son. He touched him. There were no boundaries. There were no rules. There were no laws out there that could keep Jesus from caring. He's seen this lady. He's seen her. He showed her compassion. He felt for her because he knew that she was hurting. And he broke every rules because he cared for her. The same way he cares for each one of you online campus, the same way God cares for you. He's going to break those rules. He's going to cross those lines. See, (laughs) Jesus touched the boy. The crowd gasped. (gasps) Oh, gosh. But more incredibly, the moment that the boy (laughs) took that gasp of air. It, it, it was, you know, they were all shocked that, that, that Jesus here, he done touched the boy, but now it was even more incredible that Jesus touched him and then, or more incredible that the boy took the breath. See, Jesus is trying to touch some of your life to breathe life back into you today. And I truly believe that it takes just one touch. It talks about the woman in, in the, in, in, I think it's in Luke, and he talks about touching the hem of its garment, and everybody around him is like, and Jesus is like, who touched me? And the disciples are like, he's like, we, we're all standing beside you, we're all touching. He said, no, who touched me? And Jesus is saying that it takes one touch, because the Lord saw, he cared, and he touched. And I know today that he can touch each and every one of your lives. I'm going to close with this. And it's, it's hard to explain what this act of compassion did for this mom, this mother. See, because we know that she didn't have a husband. 
She maybe had friends that were around her because they talked about that there was a crowd that was going. She probably didn't have a lot of support. She probably didn't have, you know, she probably wasn't wanting to eat. She probably wasn't wanting to go out and, and do anything. She probably just wanted to hang back and do nothing. But Jesus touched her son and he lived again. And, and what's more, what I like about it is not only did Jesus touch her son and he gasped for air, but Jesus walked over to his mom, not only to give her son back, but to give her that hope back that she desperately needed. Now, some of you need your hope back today. Some of you are looking for hope. I, I don't, I don't, I ain't going to say you, your loved ones are going to come back to the life. I mean, I mean, I, I not saying Jesus can do anything. God's, God's amazing. But again, I wish every day I could have one more opportunity to talk to my grandma and grandpa. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and why? Because I want to, I would love to share with what we're doing here. But, but, but I know that touch that they needed isn't, wasn't here on earth, but it was in heaven. But, but, but some of you, Need to know that Jesus sees your hurt. He sees your pain. He sees you in this very moment that you're in. And you're desperately trying to figure out answers. You're desperately trying to look for what God's doing. And He sees you. He cares. Don't give up on God. Don't separate yourself today from God. Don't like, God, I, that was my best friend. That was the person I talked to every day. I talked to my grandpa almost as much as I could. Maybe not every single day, but I talked to him all the time. And I got to share with him what we were going to be doing here. And uh, again, I, it hurt me. It was hard. But Jesus touched my heart and said, hey, he may not be here in person, but he's here in spirit with you each and every day. He's seen me. Jesus showed me that he cared and he touched. It's a constant reminder to me. Every time I look around here, it's because of my grandma and my grandpa and, and my, <clears throat> and their faithfulness for God. And that's what helps me to get through my day. It's because of my grandma and my great grandma's faithfulness in God. And it's because of my grandma that, that led me to Christ for the first time. That I meet me in ministry today. And I give God all the praise and glory. And so it helps me to see that I'm doing God's work because of the impact that they made. Always remember the good things. How do you feel in the world today? All of you, I asked you guys that at the beginning. How are you feeling in this day, in this moment? What all is going on in this world? It says, cast all your burdens onto God. Give it to God today. Give Him your whole self. If you guys don't mind, stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I know 2020 has been a roller coaster of emotions. Even in the beginning of 2021, God, we still are on some type of roller coaster of emotions, God. God, I know people in our, in our hearts or in our community here, our church family, God, God, they have dealt with loss this past week, God. And God, nothing makes that easier other than us coming to you. God, I pray that you will touch them. Let them see that you are showing them that same compassion that you showed this lady in this story. God, let us get that one touch that we need this morning. God, I just want to pray this simple prayer. If somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say this prayer. Dear God, I know you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. I want to be forgiven in my sins. 
and have Jesus to come into my heart so I can live forever with you in paradise. Help me when it gets hard to make the right choices and not turn away from you. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for joining in on the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you need special prayer, you can go to www.medicchurch.com. Scroll down, hit the prayer request form. Our team's standing by to pray and believe that God will meet each and every need. All right, we'll see you next week as we continue our emotion series.